Good morning to you, our valued NASCO Moments talk show listener. Last week, we started a discussion on the subject matter of why a business plan is very important. The targets of this conversation are our enterprising youth, women and men. We stated last week that a business plan is a formal statement of business goals, the reasons the goals are attainable and the plans for reaching them. A business plan may also contain background information about the organization or the team attempting to reach those goals. On the NASCO Moments radio talk show with our distinguished, very experienced guest last Saturday, it was pointed out that every business person and entrepreneur must know that creating a business plan is an essential step to take, regardless of the size of the business. We are very happy to return today with the second concluding part of the discussion on the NASCO Moments radio show. Now, do you know where your children are this moment? Today we will return to our focus from last week on the importance of a business plan, but more specifically on how to write a successful business plan. It is not enough for you to know that there is something called a business plan. It is the desire of NASCO moments that you know how to go about getting one. And today you can sit back, relax and take note of the tips to be shared with you on how to go about writing a business plan for that dream business of yours. At NASCO Moments Radio Show, we are convinced that every business needs to have a written business plan. Whether it is to provide direction or attract investors, a business plan is vital for the success of your organization. This is why we have invited back to the NASCO Moments Radio Show this morning, Mrs. Bisoye Gufren, a former banker, a financial expert, and a pioneer resource faculty at the Joss Business School. She's an accomplished business entrepreneur and recently took over the challenging role of General Manager, University of Joss Consultancy Limited. Under her watch, Mrs. Gofen is making serious business-minded changes and is taking very bold steps to return Unijoss Consult Limited to the position of a top player in the industry in Nigeria. Madam, we're glad to have you once again on the concluding part of this discussion on the NASCO Moments radio show today. Thank you for having me. Now, let's get started this way by asking you who is best suited to write a business plan, the owner or a professional expert? That's why he's called an expert. The expert is always best suited to write, but the owner can also write a business plan. It's just that what, a, what an expert will write for you, of course, will go anywhere. They will convince anybody because that's what he's trained to do. But you as an owner... Most startups cannot afford what it will take to get an expert to write them a business plan. So an owner can write a business plan himself. Mm. There are all kinds of resources, like we said last week. There are all kinds of resources online. You can use Smeda. You can go to Smeda. You can come to Unijust Consultancy. You can go to Google. That's what we even call the SME toolkit. Just Google it. It will help you. Mm. Now, what are the applicable or requisite qualifications for a person to become a professional business plan writing expert. If you had asked me that question some time ago, I'd probably have said a specific kind of degree was required. <laughs> but now, I have seen people who read geography work in the financial industry and they're doing very well. So you don't need a specific kind of qualification, but you just need to be knowledgeable. You need to be somebody who searches for knowledge and wants to know, all you need is minimum kind of training and you'll be able to write your your business plan. And you don't have to go to any specific school for that kind of training. You can go online, like I've said earlier, 
or you can go and find people who can do it and ask them to help you through the process. And they will just take you through it and you'll be able to write your business plan. Again, it also depends on the kind of funding you're looking for, the kind of place you're going to go and look for this kind of funding because there are specifics depending on where you're going to. If your business is micro, what World Bank terms micro is um, those businesses that have, in some instances, just one to five employees. Other instances, they go as high as 10 employees and um, less than 5 million in capital, in capital base. So... If you run that kind of business, you might not need to do too much specifically in writing your business plan. But if you're looking to run a business that runs into 50 million, 100 million, and you're going to look for funding for it, you know that you have to do the work for anybody to take you seriously. So you have to pay for that kind of business plan. Okay, is there anything wrong for a business owner to at least develop thoughts and ideas into a document of sorts? to guide the professional business plan writing expert. It's actually expected. Okay. A professional can write a business plan for you if you haven't put your thoughts down. You need to know what you want to do, how you want to do it, your target market, that kind of thing. You need to know all of that for the professional to be able to come and work side by side with you. He needs information. You have to be able to articulate that. Mm. Okay, yeah. so all he will do is guide you into... Uh, the more technical areas. The more technical areas, mm. the financials, the demographics, and all of that. Mm. That's where the, the expert will come in. But to develop the idea for you, yeah, maybe he will put it together in a way that, okay, we can put it out there for somebody to see what you're seeing in it if you're not able to put it down in writing. But you must know exactly what it is you want to do and be able to communicate that for somebody. You must be able to sell your passion. I must be able to buy into that passion for me to be able to write a business plan. But if I simply realize that there's a need in this area and I don't know any more, the financial expert will still be able to help me. I can help you. But that puts you at risk. Because, I mean, if somebody else stumbles on that idea and decides, oh, okay, I can add value to this idea. Mm -hmm. Your idea is still at the level of basics. If somebody else is able to add value and put more into that idea, somebody else will fly away with it. Mm. And if the professional does not have the idea, you have the idea. Yes, I can put something together for you, but it will be at the level of basic. So he can steal your idea. <laughs> no, no, no. Ethically, he cannot steal your idea. Okay. But what I'm saying is somebody else might have the same idea mm. and be writing the same kind of business plan somewhere. Well, he's putting much more into it because he has more than that basic idea that you have. Mm. So he's able to fly with it better. And you know, everywhere, not just on the plateau, all people have to do is see a business that seems to have potential. Within the next one month, it's cloned everywhere. Everybody's into it. As long as they see that somebody's making money from it, whether they know how to do it or not, everybody is going to go into it. And if you haven't done the homework to ensure that, okay, there's something you're bringing you know, when I was mentioning earlier, I said something about the SWOT analysis. Your SWOT analysis is not only for your business. SWOT being your strengths, knowing what your strengths are, your weaknesses, your opportunities, your, your threats. Every individual, every human being should do a SWOT analysis for himself. That really helps you knowing where your strengths are and where you have the weaknesses. You look for how to put intelligent people around you who are able to help. And that's where collaborations come in, partnerships come in. So that people who can give what you don't have, you put them together and you come up with something that. This is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. Thank you for joining us. If uh, you just came in, we are talking about the importance of a business plan, how to write a successful 
business plan. Join us again when we return. Flavor you may need. Yeah, it's so crunchy and so creamy. Yeah, it's open, fresh, and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits, Nasco shortcake biscuits, Nasco cream crackers, Nasco biscuits, cream of biscuits. Glad to have you back on the Nasco Moment show today. We have been examining the topic how to write a business plan with our guest this morning, Mrs. Bisui Gofwen, General Manager, University of Jos Consultancy Limited. We'd like now to focus on some of the troubling questions that the listener would probably want to hear addressed. Now, um, we'd like to know what are the fundamentals in the writing of a business plan? The fundamentals, uh, of course, I know that what you mean by that is you want to know everything that one has to do to put up together one whole business plan. First of all, you have to do a feasibility study on this thing you want to go into. How does it work? Is it workable? The angle you're coming at it, you know, there's one, there can be one business and everybody's coming at it from different angles. So you need to be able to do that study that ensures that the angle you're coming at it from is workable and is sellable. After that, you come up with, okay, my company, what kind of company am I looking to register? What kind of thing am I looking to do? Is it a big company of 50 people or is it something that I'll be the sole proprietor and I'll just have maybe one or two other person. I'll be the manager, I'll be the accountant, I'll be the marketer. You have to put that in focus and then you put that down in your plan. Also, you need to have a mission statement. What am I doing? How am I going to do it? You need to know where your customers are coming from. You need to know the demographics of where your customers will come from. Are they teenagers, depending on what the product or service is? Are, they, are you targeting teenagers? Are you targeting older people? Are you targeting retired people? What, what exactly is where you're getting your customers from? You cannot uh, go to Zamfara and say you want to be selling sweaters or making sweaters. That business is not going to go anywhere. So you need to know all of that. And then you need to have, let us know what is the background of your company. If it's a one-man business, what are your qualifications? What qualifies you to do this business? You need to put that down into writing so that when I read it, I know that, okay, this person knows what he's doing, where he's going, where he's coming from. And I need to have a product description in your business plan. You need to put that product description down. Let's know what exactly it is you're offering. What makes your offering different from every other person's? So what's that unique selling point that you have? What's your USB? in that business? What are you bringing that nobody else is bringing in their own business? There has to be something that you're adding. Copycats don't last. You must be innovative. So there has to be one thing that you're bringing that nobody else is offering that makes us want to come to you all the time. And then how is your company going to be managed? Organization and management. What Are you going to have just one store here or how many outlets or, you know, that kind of thing. Then, like I said, you must do your SWOT analysis. You must look at what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, your opportunities, your threats. And this is where your competitors come in. Your competitors are your threats in that, kind, in that line of business. 
for me, I do not like to look at competitors as, as threats. I look at them as strengths because I know that there are always ways of collaborating with them and we can come out bigger and better. But you must analyze all of that. And then you must give us your financials. Are you buying raw materials or how are you going to source raw materials? Are you going to grow them? Are you going to buy them? How much is it going to cost? How much are you making out of this? And then you must do a cash flow because that's what kills most businesses. You see, you think, okay, I have 500,000. It's enough to tide me over to do this business. And before you go three months, four months, you're cash strapped. And once that cash is not coming, most businesses will go down. Mm. So you need to do the financials and look at the projections, ensure that this business can stay alive until it gets on its feet, on its feet and it can run itself. Should a business plan necessarily capture the essence of how the product or service will be able to satisfy customers' needs? Not necessarily. Customers' needs are unsatisfiable. And they change every day. Just make sure that you know exactly what it is that you're giving. It satisfies a need. People will be willing to come and buy it. The only way to be able to say you're satisfying customers' needs is feedback from your customers. And sales, your figures... That's what's going to tell you whether you're actually meeting the need. So you need to do the homework to be sure that there's actually a need there. It's not easy to be able to say how you're going to satisfy those needs, but your product or service must be meeting a need. What is the place of the competition? You've, you've talked about uh, the competition a lot in the context of evolving a business plan. Competition, like I said, they're your strength. They're the ones that make you want to go the extra mile. They're the ones that make you want to stay at the top. They're the ones that make you do the research. They're the ones that make you realize that customer is king. And um, I have to satisfy this customer so that he keeps coming back to me. And your competition, if you see that competition is equally as good and they're giving you a hard time, there are ways you can collaborate with competition. Like for me, I told you, I look at my competition as strength. If a customer comes and asks me for something, you can't be everything. Note what that unique thing is that you do uniquely, differently from everybody and stay with it and continue to build it, grow on it. Don't try to do everything. That way you burn out a lot faster and entrepreneurs do burn out. So for me, if you come with a request that I know that it's going to cost me a little extra, a little more than I can give right now to meet, I'd rather meet the ones I can meet the customers that are always coming and I can meet their needs, rather than punish them to go the extra mile to meet yours, depending on what it costs, I mean, what you're offering to pay for it, I'll send you to the competition. This person, I think, can do this thing you're asking for better and easier. Why don't you go to that person or to that business? Let them take care of what you need, you know? So you don't always have to be fighting with the competition and uh, not growing where you can grow because you're trying to stay at that level where you're trying to be everything that your competitors are. You cannot be everything. Everybody has something unique he's bringing to the market. And the market is big enough for all of us. So never be afraid of collaborations with your competition. That's interesting. This is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. And I'm sure you're getting some ideas already on how to manage your business from knowing, first of all, how to write your business plan. Join us again as we go for the final segment of this show. Mama Shakara, eh? this is your shabby city shine. <laughs> and I 
Now don't feed. How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent. Oh, Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash cloth clean well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soak? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. You are on to your favorite NASCO Moment show with our guest, Mrs. Bisoye Kofuen, a former banker and financial expert. Mrs. Bisoyego Friend became the general manager, University of Joss Consultancy Limited. And like I said, we are now in the last segment of the show where our attention will be on how you can safeguard your business plan. What, what is, or rather I should say, where is best advised as a place for one to keep the business plan? <laughs> Certainly not in the bank. <laughs> it has to be handy. Okay. So wherever you keep it, just make sure it is handy when you need it. It's something that you can easily refer to at all times. It is something that you will always have access to. And like I'd said earlier, your business plan, your business plan needs to be tweaked regularly because innovations come up every day. New technologies, new competitors who have seen a need that you're not meeting or who have seen an opportunity that they can quickly feel. So you need to regularly be tweaking your business plan to stay at the top of your game. So your business plan must always be kept handy. Okay. Now, what legal protections can avail a person to safeguard ownership of a business plan? Are we talking about ownership of your business plan or ownership of your business idea? Well, it depends. Mm If it's something that has never been done before, make sure you have it patented. Like a new innovation, make sure you take the trouble to get a patent so that when it begins to sell, you know that you have rights to it. If you don't get the patent, somebody else... And seriously, copycats work very fast. They don't give you time. So before that thing gets out into the market, ensure that you have the patent. And if it's not something that you can get a patent for while you're still working on the plan and you're still working on setting up the business, you haven't gone out into the market yet, ensure that you have like a non-disclosure agreement with whoever you, whoever you are discussing with so that they cannot take your idea and give to anybody. Always ensure you have a non-disclosure agreement signed. Okay. You have to learn how to protect yourself. Protect yourself. What would you advise young and budding entrepreneurs to do in the event that they desire to collaborate on projects stemming from two or more different business plans? Please collaborate. Most people are afraid of collaborations. They are afraid of partnerships. A lot of times because they don't trust each other. But uh, I have found that people will always judge you by their own standards. If you are a trustworthy person, it's easier for you to trust other people. If you're not a trustworthy person, you will always see a reason why you can't trust the next person. So it's always good to have integrity in whatever you do and to stay above board. So if you are that trustworthy person, you have integrity. Find other people of like mind and collaborate. Get everything in black and white. Don't leave anything to chance. Don't trust anybody. As much as I'm enjoying them to, enjoying you to trust other people, don't be stupidly trustworthy. Ensure that you have agreements on ground. Everything must be written down. Don't leave anything to chance. Make sure that you have it in black and white. 
go into partnerships. Businesses that go into collaborations and partnerships grow faster than businesses of people who try to go it on their own. So it's always good to have collaborations and partnerships. You find that people will grow faster and easier. Okay. So when you're partnering with people who becomes the boss for instance, how do you come to such a decision? It depends on what you're all bringing to the table, to the negotiation table and it depends on your power of negotiation. Mm-hmm. If all you're bringing is idea, you can't expect to be the boss. The person bringing the money then? It depends on how much he's bringing and how much you have on ground already, how much you've already invested into this idea of yours. If the person is bringing all the money, the management expertise and all you're bringing is the idea, mm-hmm. you can't expect to manage. Mm-hmm. So, again, it depends on negotiation skills. You have to sit and negotiate what everybody is bringing and what part everybody is going to play. So you come you come up with a memorandum of understanding that guides everything that you people are going to do to ensure that everything is spelled out and everybody knows his role in this agreement, in this partnership, in this collaboration. Because it's I know, I, I guess a lot of people just don't want to lose control of their businesses when they collaborate with others. Control, I know. Everybody wants to manage his own business. Yes. You have to give something to get something. If that idea is worth flying with, come out with... Um, and you see, it's easy to say, okay, it's my idea, it's my business, but I need you people to come and invest. You can talk with these partners, put the money through, let them run it for the time it will take for their money to be gotten back from the business for them to get their money back from what the money they have invested from what you people are doing allow them run the business when they get their money back at the end of the day they have grown your business they have brought your vision to fruition and you can take back your business just ensure that there is an understanding and ensure that you remain relevant to the business it's not just that okay i have the idea take the idea run with it don't allow yourself to be sidetracked Ensure that you keep yourself relevant in that business. You are a part of it as it grows. As you people do the profit sharing, even if what they're taking is 80%, 70%, and you are taking 20 to 30, as long as you're you're able to remain relevant in it, at the end of the day, your business will come back to you. All right. Now, what would be your final words to the youth about this topic? My final word would be, youth, go out there. Do it. I'm amazed at the kind of ideas that youth come up with. You have the ideas. But because you don't want to take the trouble to do the work, you don't want to keep at it, it um, it hurts when you start. And once you feel the pinch, once you feel the pain, you want to run away from it. My advice is keep at it. Don't run away from it. As long as that idea is worth doing, fly with it. The graveyard is full of dead men's ideas. It's a very rich place, full of dead men's ideas. People who are afraid to run with the idea, you have nothing to lose except failure. And the guy who did the light light bulb, how many times did he fail? And as a result of his tenacity, today we have light. Forget the part of the Bible where God said, let there be light, but we have the the light bulb because of this man. Mm. So please... Don't, don't be lazy. Don't be afraid. Go out there. Whatever is worth doing is worth doing well. It has never been better. The world is a global village right now. At the click of a button, you can get as much information as you want. There are 
angel investors everywhere. I was listening to the radio the other day. I stumbled on a program and I wasn't able to stay with it to the end. But I had to ask somebody, listen to it to the end and tell me who is this person talking. It was um, Godfrey Mary. I don't know what program it was on. But he was giving the youth some very valuable advice. And I just wish that I could have put young people together to listen to what he was saying. It's like BOI has a lot of money for new businesses. You know, this government is very pro-youth, pro-women. So there's a lot of money everywhere. But information will not find you. It will not look for you. You have to look for the information. A lot of us think because we have ideas, we're intelligent, but we don't want to do the work. We don't want to go out and look for information. We think it will come and find us. There are many intelligent people everywhere right now. The difference between you and the next intelligent person is the fact that he's able to go the extra mile to spend some sleepless nights. Uh, Youth are content to be on Facebook, be on Instagram, and not adding value to anything. Go out there, find a way to add value to whatever place you find yourself. Okay, and I hope you find yourself truly inspired if you are listening to this program, listening to Mrs. Pisui Ufren, who is General Manager, University of Just Consultancy Limited. She has done a lot to enlighten you on this important topic this morning. Thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me. The listener is reminded that even though getting started on a business idea may be difficult, it is helpful to research and analyze your service or product offering so that you can effectively plan your business. Determining the purpose of your plan is paramount as this will help you to describe the nature of your business in the plan even more succinctly and convincingly. Here we end today's episode of the show. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at NASCO Group. We encourage you to freely send any feedback on any aspect of this NASCO Moments show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777 to the NASCO Moments trivia question segment for this week. The question is, name all the detergent brands of NASCO Group, their pack sizes and each product color. Again, name all the detergent brands of NASCO Group, their pack sizes, and each product color. Send the correct answer to the number 0805-774-7777 via text and include your name and location. Last week, we asked you what the name of the first vice chancellor of the University of Jos is and the period years of his tenure. The answer is Gilbert Onuagulucci and the year is 1975. Our winners are Hugh Tekuma from Rukuba Road and Idris Yahaya from Nasaragong. Congratulations, you will receive our call very soon. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and content development, Solomon Audu. Mercy Ojo. And Harun Aldu. My name is Hudun Gyan. Thank you very much for listening.